Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really honoured by your presence and I appreciate your time that you take to listen to me every day. Um, we're having a great week where I am. It is sunny um, and it's a beautiful summer, I have to say. It is hot, but not that hot and I will take it any day. So thank you so much. I hope you're having a great time wherever you are. Uh, we're here to have uh, to have conversations. The podcast, like I said, is to trigger a conversation so that you can take that conversation into your homes, into your families, into your groups, into with your friends, and continue that conversation in order to bring different points of view to the table, uh, look at every concept at different angles, and find out solutions to what you uh, what you think and what you if you want. And even if you don't find solutions, to externalize the emotions that is the most important thing externalize the emotions right externalize it and find um, find answers in your own way in your own format um, to these to these problems to these issues and to these concepts that we're having over here and through that to heal we want to heal we want the violence to stop in our in our minds and we want the violence to stop on the streets stopping the violence in our minds will stop the violence in our homes stopping the violence in the homes will stop the violence in your streets stop the violence at your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders so it's important to heal it's important to have this conversation and this this podcast today is about that healing now the reason the podcast is about parental violence in uh, parental abuse in Indian families and now we're on a series of PFI in India the popular front of India an Islamist organization trying to put through uh, to uh, activate uh, uh, reactivate Ghazwai Hind and I talked about within this within the podcast about um, all these people all the PFI who are who are using violence they want to use violence in order to bring down india from the inside they are supported by the by the islamic associations of the world namely the muslim brotherhood they're also supporting um they're also supported by governments uh worldwide uh, to bring down the Indian subcontinent from the inside to trigger violence, violence, violence. Now, who are these people who are committing violence? All these people come from broken homes, broken lives, broken uh, minds, broken homes. There's violence in their homes and they are uh, in instructed their parents are instructed to beat their children because only through beating of your children subjugation and repression of your children uh, totalitarian control of their minds of their eye of their of their morality of their way of life um, in order to to mold them into the mobs for their agenda not that the uh, repression is violence and that violence con- continues in our streets so we are that's why i decided to talk about parental abuse in indian families now, i come from a family of parental abuse massive parental abuse i will talk about it and we will see how this is a very important concept in stopping the violence and stopping groups like the pfi from taking um and stopping group from from this 
PFI for taking control of our lives, okay? Uh, you can't change someone else, you can change yourself. Because it's our currents that form the waves. If we heal, we will meet people who heal. If we are violent, we will meet people who are violent. So that's important for us. Um, remember, it's our currents that form the waves. We, we can't change someone else's currents. We can float, we, can, uh, we, can we can't change our currents. We can change and float and surf and rise above this status quo. So I'm going to read you um, an article uh, that I found out on, on, the, um, on the internet. It's called nakedtruth.in uh, and it's an article from 2019, uh, the 29th of April 2019 and the article is The Vicious Cycle of Parental Abuse in Indian Families. So I'm going to read it for you and then we'll talk about and discuss the concepts in it because it pretty much dictates uh, what we're talking about today. So, here it goes. Rahul, uh, now 29, remembers being badly beaten up from head to toe by his father because he failed to wake up his dad uh, after his dad called him out from another room multiple times. He was merely 12 years old then. Ashish's dad undressed him, made him sit down in his underwear in a closed room for an entire day after he had mistakenly uh, locked his dad a phone by entering the wrong pin. He was 14 and an adolescent boy in a ninth standard. This was perhaps, this will perhaps come across as shocking to you, but it's not so uncommon in our society. Any Ask any adult today who was born in the 80s, the 90s, and the, and the 2000s for that matter, and they will in all likelihood tell you that at least one of their childhood's um, stories where they were beaten up with a chapel, a bilan, a wooden rolling pin, they will probably chuckle and laugh while narrating their ordeal, which inexplicably, sadly, becomes funnier with time. It will look like they are remembering good old childhood days when the things were simpler, but were they really? Being Daisy kids, it's fun to share common experiences of being expected to to so to score ninety five percent in all your tests, but what happens when you don't take up science after your high school? What if you want to take a career in music? In a survey done by TNT, in which fifty adults between the age of 50, eighteen to thirty five participated, a whopping fifty five percent admitted to being verbally assaulted by their parents, while approximately half the participants said that their parents used physical force to discipline them. For decades, Indian culture has practiced an authoritarian style of parenting where parents believe in having complete autonomy over the child's life, in most cases, even during the teenage and adult years. Tough love is a favorite among Indian parents. Traditional Indian parenting or conservative mom and dad are terms loosely thrown around in India to uphold and normalize acts of suppression and child abuse carried out for decades in familiar structures. This practice is not just limited to India, but it's also witnessed in Southeast Asian countries, albeit with minor cultural differences. The invisible train wreck uh, emotional abuse. The World Health Organization, who define emotional abuse as a failure to provide a developmentally appropriate supportive environment and or any acts towards child that causes or have a high probability of causing harm to health of physical, mental, spiritual, moral, and social development. This compromises of restriction of movements, pattern of belittling, 
denigrating, scapegoating, threatening, scaring, discriminating, ridiculing, or other non-physical forms of hostile or rejecting uh, treatment. Unfortunately, one of these forms of abuse are a regular part of an average chi child's life. Constant comparison with other kids, unrealistic pressure to perform academically well, interfering in your dating lives, you are privileged if you're allowed to have one, coupled with methodological head game and emotional manipulation leaves intense scars on the mind of a child which they carry into the adult years. In 2007, the Ministry of Women and Child Development released a study that it found that half the children reported, fa reported face emotional abuse, wherein 83% of, of that abuse was conducted by parents. In many South Asian cultures, including our own, completely ordinary things such as choosing your own career or your partner aren't allowed to everyone or first require an approval. All this controlling manipulation and gaslighting at the hands of your parents and has a long-lasting impact on the child's mental health and affects his overall personalities, career choices, and relationships with adults. As an Indian kid myself brought up in the 90s, and I'm reading the book, uh, I'm reading this, this article, it's not me who's saying as an Indian kid because I didn't grow up, I grew up a little before, I'm not going to say when, but... Um, before and after around that time but this is the girl the person talking about writing the article she's talking about herself who she was brought up in the 90s i constantly dealt with utopian expectations and inevitable comparison with kids who won spelling bees received iits and uh, acceptance letters with other girls from my age who could make round rotis unlike me I was expected to be a good stu student and marry the man my parents bring in. Alas, I didn't quite feel like it. So I immediately labeled an aberrant and deviant a threat to the status quo. So, uh, um, but at least I had privilege to defy what about those who don't. Uh, the rising number of deaths due to suicide cases or for failing in exams, not getting into IIM, or being forced into marriages going on to show the grim state of affairs. Uh, over 26,000 students in India committed suicide between the age of 2014, between 2014 and 2016. Can you imagine that, fellas? 26,000 Indians, uh, students, according to the data shared by the Ministry of Home Affairs. Uh, so collectivistic nature of our society. Our society is collectivistic in nature and conveniently wired to promote social cohesion and uh, interdependence. You must abide by the rules in order to maintain the family harmony, which fails to take into account the individualistic needs of a person. In this repressive and often toxic system it is imperative that you cooperate with the family members on decisions affecting almost all aspects of your life including career mate selection and almost every other minor and major issue it is not offbeat for parents to even dictate their children on their clothing any diversion from the rules invites a wrath of parents and the offspring 
even when an adult is punished and judged for acting like an individual having a mind of its own of their own since in our society is also largely patriarchal except a few regions it goes without saying that women are expected to embrace a position subservient to males and forego their personal preferences this often results in normalization of female violence uh, of all kinds. It is common notion that parents know the best. No matter if you are 40 years old, grown up or a successful multi-million business, chances, of, um, chances are your mother will still think you are incapable of choosing your life partner on your own. This is where the line between care and abusive control is blurry. The seemingly harmless line, Tu hamesha hamera mera bacha rehega, was a, with abusive undertones that is a symptom of a serious and bigger problem, only known to anyone who was born and brought up in a Desi family. Uh, I think that's wrong, that line, because in Africa they do the same, in, um, in, in South America they do the same. The single lines rep presents an entire methodology of oppression, a life, lifetime of internal anguish <coughs> and hidden abuse, microaggressions and actual aggressions. Uh, why microaggressions like gaslighting, manipulations, a subtle form of abuse and often go undetected even by the victim, more brazen actual acts of aggression on children is not an alien concept in our culture. We demand that children be compliant to their parents in all aspects of their existence. Any form of disobedience invites distress and anger among elderly, which results in reprimanding the child in the form of physical uh, force. Surabi name change, uh, 24, a working professional was beaten up badly by her own mother after her mom found out about her boyfriend. She was hit so badly that the entire body had bruises for days. The situation is so bad that many couples prefer to part ways than introduce their partners to their strict patterns. Uh, the power equation between the parent and the child is systemically skewed and abused among families to facilitate the complete control of children's lives by elders in their house. We are strong believers of our way in, is the only way uh, is the only way. The submissive role of children in this twisted power dynamics is not just limited to his or her ch childhood and, and continues even after we become adults. Parents often resort to the physical beating of the, of, to discipline their child. I have personally seen many parents telling their teachers at their child's, at their kid's school to give their child one slap if one doesn't behave themselves. And they say with quite some pride, oh my goodness, that, that, is, that is simple. Um, I will get into that later. Okay, well, I'll just say quick something about it. My parents used to, when we were growing up, our parents used to take pride in saying, I beat my child. And everyone says, yes, you must beat your child. It's important to beat your child because if you don't beat your child, they will never learn. So you must beat them. And every parent took pride in saying how they beat their children. We have to do this because we love you. It's for your own good. It's often confusing for a child. It is not completely, it, it not only completely destroys their idea of what is healthy, loving adult relationship should be like, but also in some ways a synthesis, the use of violence within family. Uh, 
Not all forms of abuse look the same. Not every child carries the visible burden of abuse of all his life and childhood. Trauma doesn't manifest itself in the same form in all cases, especially when the abuse is egregious and recurring. The child can take many years to process and understand the physio phy physiological and um, psychological consequences which linger into adulthood as well as in the form of dysfunctional behavior or depression. Parental abuse uh, can limit or even uh, restrict a child's emotional development. Kids growing up in excessive control, controlling and manipulative environment experience low self-confidence and anger issues even as childhood, as an adult. Sometimes the person who may not realize, but this adult actions are an extension and exploitation, uh, exposition of the abuse he faced as a child. For example, not being able to raise your voice at the workplace uh, because you were never allowed to speak as a child, or being comfortable in a toxic relationship because your parents condition you believing that you are unworthy of love. It is time that the likelihood of parents being abusive to their children is understood and recognized, my friends, very, very important. Only then arises the possibility of having real laws on the subject. Asking kids to compromise, stay quiet in the name of family, honor, and culture is not helping anyone. If you were a child who was physically, emotionally abused by your parents, and if you feel that it affects you even now, please do not hesitate to, to seek the help of a medical professional. Therapy may not make it go away completely, but it sure does accelerate the process of healing. My dear friend, this is everything I wanted to say for such a long time. The article is called The Vicious Cycle of Parental Abuse in Indian Families. Uh, it's in the nakedtruth.in and I'm going to post it on my Facebook page and I will ask you if you have time obviously um, to, to go on that page, take that link and spread it to whoever you, you know because this is very, very important. The violence in your homes transfers to the violence in your streets. The violence in your streets transfers to the violence in your borders. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence in your at your borders. And you will solve 99% of your problems everywhere. 99%. This is very important. And I will tell you why I'm stressing on this. So I said before, I come from an abusive home. Uh, the abuse was ex exorbitant. It was non-stop and it did not stop. It stopped well into my 20s. Okay. Uh, and that's because I took matters into my own hands. If it did not, they would they try to continue abusing me even after that mentally, emotionally, uh, maybe not physically, but mentally and emotionally. They tried and tried and tried until I had to put my foot down and say enough is enough. Take your emotion back. Take your ideology. Take your narcissism and enough. You're going to stop right now or I am going to get in touch with the police. 
they just continued because I kept giving and I kept giving as, as, as we say, appeasing. The more you appease them, the more they continue. When you put your foot down, they say enough is enough, then they will stop. It's very similar to people saying, do not appease uh, Islamists, do not appease uh, minorities, do not appease Christians, because the more you give them, the more they will take from you, and until you do not put your foot down with this violence, this negativity, they will continue. You have to stop it yourself by putting your foot down, but it doesn't stop in a hurry. It takes a while, it takes a lot of power from the inside, it takes a lot of uh, confidence, courage, and you have to be uh, emotionally strong financially strong if you are not financially strong on your own two feet you are not able to break the the lean you're not able to break the the umbilical cord with your family you have to cut it off completely heal make space distance between you and your family and then finally you can one day you can go back in 10 years in 15 years but if the abuse is too abuses you have to break you burn those bridges to buy yourself time to heal, to, to, to calm down, to let the dust settle. So because there was so much violence in my homes, uh, in my home, I had, I did a lot of research. For, I was already researching about history and about culture and about uh, ideologies. And through this research and, and specifically looking at abuse in our homes, uh, abuse in, in families, uh, through the repercussions in society, I was looking at all the rape, uh, looking at all the physical abuse, the theft, the the incest, all families, families after families, had all these problems in their homes. And I realized how this is happening. And I put two and two together when I understood the concept of currents and waves. It's our currents that form our waves. So. You might look, be looking at your parents abusing you right now, but what happened in their generation that they are, they were abused themselves, that they are transferring the abuse to you? Now, you have to go back a generation even before that. What did their parents undergo through for them, their parents to abuse their children, for, them, our, for their children, that is our parents, to abuse us? And so cycle after cycle, this is abuse that's going on. Uh, Basically, what it is, is, um, so if a family does not take a step to back, to undo and understand the knots that it's, that it's created during its cycle, during the course of its journey, then it not only broke, the cycle didn't only break, but with that broken chain was handed down to the next generation. So you have to go cycle after cycle. You have to look at the links in the chain, the abuse, the, the dents in the armor, abuse, 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 violence, violence, violence. And then you come down to your generation and you will see it's a cycle. It's a systemic cycle. It does not stop because currents and waves don't stop. You have to remove the garbage from the ocean. You have to clean the ocean. You cannot just say, okay, well, I'm standing there, I'm going to enjoy the sunset because I cannot see anything floating on the surface. But if it's in, if your seas are, uh, have plastic and garbage and filth and, and it's going to corrupt, it's going to one day come and wash up on the shore and you don't clean it, it's going to go right back. So it's important to clean these the, the, the ocean. It's important to clean your mind and understand cycle after cycle. Now, in my case, 
my parents went through partition, okay? Um, pretty much they were they grew up in the seat in in the seat of the embers of the fire of partition, one before, one after, and they were never able to go back home. They lost their home. They were never able to go back. Uh, and that trauma of that generation to see the genocide, they were never able to talk about it. Remember our parents' generation? There was no talking. Everything had to be kept inside you. Everything had to be, um, uh, everything had to be, um, indoctrinated in you and you had to suffocate you was the repression you had just to believe in God that's why they had the hippie generation because the hippie generation was a vent for a lot of people who were born after the world wars our parents generation are called the baby boomer generation they they um, they were born of the world wars they never saw these wars they only read about it in in the uh, um, in, in books, but the trauma still continues in our mind. Um, war stops physically, but war does not stop in your mind. The trauma continues cycle after cycle. You bring it into your homes, and you bring it in the homes, and the war continues in your streets, and it continues in different formats, in the form of violence in your homes, rape, incest, abuse, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, sex addiction, credit card addiction, shopping addiction. It's venting, venting, but the trauma has started in the previous generations, a couple of generations before that, and it's forming, the currents are forming the waves, and all you are are the waves that are inheriting all this garbage, and you have to throw this, this garbage onto the shores, but you have to understand this garbage that is indoctrinated in your mind and go from there. So, uh, in Europe, it... Um, in Europe, after the World War II, uh, during the first half of the 20th century, which left millions dead and many wounded, the trauma is what we live through even today. Our, my parents' generation and our parents' generation were the first generation born after the world after World War II. Theirs or just before. Uh, theirs was the first generation to inherit the direct trauma of the World Wars. The visuals had gone. The stories were now in the newspapers in our history books. At the time when people did not talk in wars and its mental health effects were taboo, a stiff upper lip is all they got as an answer to the trauma they inherited. So you have to show your stiff upper lip. You should never talk about anything. Just suck it in and and explode or burst from your seams on the other side. And so you had drugs. You had um, you had uh, smoking, you had uh, rape, you had all the trauma because the, the war does not stop. Remember, we have frequencies. A, a frequency that goes bust somewhere will, will vibrate into every single sector of society, in every single part of our earth, in our cosmos, and our atmosphere, because we're all frequencies. So you think it's not going to vibrate just like the war in, in, in Ukraine now. And people say, oh, well, there's a war in Ukraine that's not hurting me. Yes, it hurts me because any type of explosion uh, vibrates the frequency in negative ways. And you see you see violence in, in countries after countries after countries. Where is this violence coming from? Well, it's vibrating from somewhere. And the explosion in Europe is now vibrating all over the, the planet. Uh, similarly, during the world wars. Now, that's one trauma. You go to every generation, every cycle, you'll see a war, 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 because we're cyclic. 
and we are currents and waves. Do the currents stop? No. Do the waves stop? No. Can you change it? No. So these these currents keep forming the waves until you can you can clean up the mess generation after generation. Uh, something very important um, to understand also, uh, until about 100 years ago, or 50, 70 years ago, we were feudal societies. What are feudal societies? Um, feudal societies is where the, the superior, the state, uh, the sovereign is, is the head of state. And she can, he or she controls the state through uh, the feudal lords. Okay, the nobles, the maharajas, the maharanis, the uh, different kshatriyas, things like that. But the Mr. and Mrs. Everyday on the ground, how do they control their minds? Through the orthodoxy. The orthodoxy always was a duality with the sovereign. And the orthodoxy had to work in, tan um, in tangent with the sovereign. The orthodoxy would tell the sovereign what they wanted. The sovereign would give the orthodoxy the power they needed and the, the, and the money they needed and the orthodoxy would then work on behalf of the king and telling them to how to control the morality, how to control this, God, and label everything with God. And they had to subjugate you. You had to be small, you had to be weak, you had to be dependent on them and so that you could give them your money, give them your tax, and, and, and basically, they could control everything in your life. They could control anything and everything. Basically, it was slavery. And the only way they did that is by breaking your confidence. The moment you had confidence, the moment you had knowledge, they would not, um, they would not be able to control you. So keeping knowledge away from you is exactly what should, not, what should have not been done. Uh, sorry, it is exactly what was done. So they, they controlled the music. So I said before yesterday that music was the social media of its time. They stopped the music. They were stopped. They were called heretics. They would kill you if you practiced music, if you played music. Music was their biggest demon. You had to stay awake from music because music was the social media, the platforms would spread the knowledge. Um, and they were, they told, uh, they would tell generation, generation of the parent, you must have your children submit to you. In today's world, they cannot say submit. So they've converted the word submit to respect. And from that respect, they say, you must respect us. What is respect? Respect means submit. All they're telling you is to submit. Submit, submit, submit. But they've changed the labels, but the mentality is the same. Remember that. Because they still think in the terms of feudalism. They have in their minds feudalism. God is feudal. And God tells you to submit. And they want you to submit for power. So they have camouflaged with God. And God is now asking them to tell, you, to, to tell your parents that you must beat your children. Why? Because if they do not break you into a million bits, if they do not degrade you, if they do not insult you, if they do not... Um, uh, provide you any type of uh, um, chastising if they don't offload on you with microaggressions, gaslighting, manipulation. Um, you you will not be dependent on them. They need you to be dependent on them. They need to control your mind and they need to occupy rent-free space in your mind. This is orthodoxy after orthodoxy wherever you go in the world. And to do that, they use violence. 
okay violence 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 across the christian world the nuns and who control this education system the priests who had controlled the education system if you hear the stories from the ancients and you hear the old uh, old people talking about stories you hear uh, the older generation you read from the books the priests especially the Jesuit priests who were in, in, involved in education would take a ruler and they would beat you on the knuckles they beat you they beat you they beat you they made you kneel they made you kneel and say Jesus Christ has come to save you uh, suffer little children because yours is the kingdom of heaven uh, you must suffer because Jesus suffered on the cross so you must suffer and you must you must respect you must submit to Jesus must respect Jesus and that's why you have to suffer so we were need me to kneel we were need, we were beaten uh, we the ruler was used and you can go to any Christian home uh, across the board you will find this existing and this is an Abrahamic mentality it's a feudal mentality but it's very Abrahamic so all Abrahamic groups do it because we were occupied by Abrahamic religions for at least uh, 1300 years with the advent of the of the of the um, of uh, Islam but also that a lot of people from the Middle East transferred or came to the Indian subcontinent as refugees realigned integrated um, and integrated into, into Indian society or Hindic society and became Hindu became in all of us have ancestors going back who were Abrahamic that means who were at one point Jews who were Aramaic people who were Middle Eastern they came offloaded in the plant on the Indian subcontinent because of the, of the money and the power over here and the, and the food uh, they would off come here they would offload and they would integrate but they would not change their mentality because you cannot change your mentality so fast it takes you a very long time to clean just like the oceans it's taking us very long time to clean but very easy to to, to dirty um, and so this Abrahamic mindset of, of uh, camouflaging violence with God has existed on the Indian subcontinent thanks to the uh, acceptance of the Indian subcontinent of refugees coming from North Asia, Central Asia, coming from West Asia, coming from East Asia, coming to this land called the Indian subcontinent, Bharat Vash. And because she absorbed all these cultures, she absorbed the mentality of these people and she became Abrahamic in her, in her mindset. So when I say the Abrahamic occupation of our mind, I'm talking of this men Abrahamic mentality of the, our ancestors who came to this land offloaded and became violent and, and changed the label to Hindu and whatever you want, but became violent. And this concept of subjugating others, asking you to be submissive, subservient to God or to the to their creator as the only true God only came through violence and that was feudalism these these empires were feudal empires these feudal empires have now gone uh, but the, the relics of empires the sales and marketing managers of God who are now called themselves religious uh, priests and, and, and mullahs and tullahs are all relics of the empire. They still want power. So this, they still preach a violence in every home. They indoctrinate you to impose uh, their ideology, their morality, control your mind, 
keep you on a plantation and if necessary to use violence whether it's islam whether it's christianity whether it's judaism but they're too too little but this abrahamic mindset has become everyone's mindset that means even hindus do it everyone because it's a mentality a mentality is not a label a mentality is a state of mind uh indoctrinated uh into you uh, and occupying when free space in your mind through generations of torture trauma uh ideology and here we go and so very often in the other abrahamic uh, hindu mindset because we are hindic by 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 geography but that's mean our mentality is hindic our mentality is very abrahamic because we have become we've been occupied and we have uh, by by abrahamic groups for too long and this has become now our mentality so this concept of abusing children abusing comes from the orthodoxy who absolutely wants you to remain in fear remain on the plantation and that's why our parents generation has for a very long time reveled in in violence oh you must beat your children and i remember them you know showing off my parents i beat my children all the time i make sure that they understand they listen to me if not they're going to get this cane they 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 are going to get the slipper and they were so proud of it and when when you go on the streets and the violence continues on your streets oh someone beat my children but you're beating your children at home what is the difference between the violence in the streets and the violence in your homes Oh, but I'm the parent. I should control the children. Society is a, is a parent too, and society thinks they can control children. They can control you. Everyone has a right to control. Everyone thinks they can control everyone, and everyone thinks that you can have violence. So when you have that violence in your in your home, little transfer the violence in your street. Do not cry, because the problem starts at home. The abuse starts at home. Abuse is not just physical violence. Abuse is emotional violence. Abuse is uh, ideological violence, moral violence, the microaggressions. Uh, it's sexual violence, and it happens all the time. It's very, very important for you to understand this. And this violence then leads to children being uh, deterred from society, not having being uh, in mental health uh, trauma. Uh, uh, you know, un 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 unevocably uh, in trauma um, you know having like you know a, a concussion a, um, a concussion for a generation uh, for the, f the entire childhood having a concussion it's like not being able to think because of the trauma in your mind and and it is important for you to understand it not only to offload the trauma in your mind because I know all of us have gone through this trauma in our childhood because it's considered the they see way of life and we are better than the people in the west no we are not if we got 1.4 billion people and we're not able to get to where we're going it's because something is wrong by pointing fingers at others it's not going to help us yes the west was like this 100 years ago 70 years ago they have changed and that's why they've able to evolve because they've stopped the violence in, our, in their homes the violence in their homes are stopped and now it's not transferring to the streets it is much more better and because people are more free they, they are going to europe over there they're not coming here uh we have forgotten that we've forgotten that we've become abrahamic and in our homes we abuse our children because this violence is it comes from feudalism by the orthodoxy who controlled us in every single way made us subjugated and needed us to be broken and weak in order for us to use us as their mob so that's important um 
once you stop the violence in the homes, you will stop the violence in the streets. And for that, you have to understand very clearly. You have to uh, empower your children. You have to love them. You cannot ask someone to respect you. Asking someone to respect you is an absolute no-no. Who the hell are you to think that someone has to respect you? Uh, who? And on top of that, you're a parent. You are the elder one. You, do you think you need a smaller child to respect you, to, to patronize you? You have to respect the child. You have to show him what respect is. And you have to respect yourself. And that respect will, come, will grow into confidence, into empowerment. And that respect will then finally transfer to the empowerment in our streets and to the empowerment at our borders. And we will heal. Once we heal, these groups that are using our youth uh, to, do, to be their mob, to use violence, to use guns, to, 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 uh, uh, to, to, control, con to, con to continue their con colonial arrogance and their colonial hangover, um, they will stop. Because once you're empowered with, with love, you want to empowered with positive energy, you do not want to get into negative energy. Why will you get into negative energy? Once you're empowered with positive energy, you will be free to, to use economics to ride above the status quo. You will enjoy the economics around you. You will take part in the economics. The moment you have economics, the violence goes away automatically. That's right, violence goes away automatically. It's very, very important to understand that. So uh, this is a very important topic. Uh, stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Please have this conversation in your homes. I'm going to post this link on my Facebook page, Religions, Regimes and Refugees. And not only that, uh, I, I, I hope that you will take it and transfer it to have the conversation with at least five people. Ask them to have the conversation with five people and go from there. Um, and, and, and spread it in your homes, in your families, in your groups, with your school friends, with your college mates, with your uh, people at work, uh, with your uh, WhatsApp social group. Have that conversation in your homes. Parental violence, uh, uh, parental abuse in Indian families is a vicious cycle uh, and it's on the rise. It has to stop if we want to be empowered and we want to be free. And only then we can stop the violence in our streets. So I hope I, I gave you something to talk about um, and and uh, and and use uh, as as a toolkit um, to stop the violence, whether anywhere in our lives, to heal, to move onwards, to reconcile with ourselves, with who we are, find out who we are, have that conversation right. And slowly by slowly, we can heal as a society and we can offload the data, uh, the negative data that has become part of our lives. And we can have a better society. The next generation will not have to go to the same uh, problems that we did. We, we can have that conversation with the next generation who's already on the ground and tell them the problems we had, why we had it, how the cycles came in and, and, and took us over and how we as a generation has to stop having a violence with the next generation so that they do not have to go to the trauma that we did and they could be a better society and they could empower and resurrect the Indian subcontinent uh, for a better part of Rush. So thank you very much for your time. I hope I gave you something to talk about. Um, 
Again, my Facebook page is Religions, uh, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much. I wish you a great day.